Welcome to Take Flight episode 91. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the vaccination. So there's been an uptick in cases of COVID due to the new Delta variant. On this week's episode, you are going to find out which two people on the podcast have been vaccinated and the other two that haven't been vaccinated. And then we are going to talk about our views on why we believe that there's such a low adoption within the black and minority ethnic groups. And then we talk about should vaccinations be mandatory. Also, we talk about what next. So what do we expect to see in the future when it comes to the vaccination? So stay tuned and let's get started. Take off, take flight with you. We never fly, but we're flying. Let's get into this, man. Okay, everyone, welcome to episode number 91. How is everybody Ooh. doing? Ooh. Yeah, we're in the are 90s we, now. Are we nine away? Are we nine away? Yeah, Ooh. nine away. Crazy, Ooh. crazy, right? How's everyone doing? I think we should start with r- 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 Rumours are that the episode 100 is Pete. It's your episode, so you got to bring the file. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see if it works out that way. I might just do, okay, I've, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. So why don't we start off with Shiwal? If you're able to see the visuals, <laughs> you'll be able to notice that Shiwal has been tanning. He's almost the same complexion as me. Uh, if you have the visuals, how that's the goal. Shiwal? That's the goal, Oli. <laughs> it's good. It's good, man. I've been uh, pretty much the last two weeks in swim shorts and no t-shirt for the most part, and it's been great, man. It's uh, been a nice way to recharge and do a lot of things that I haven't done before. So it's nice. I just came came back and now recording this episode with you guys. So it's a nice way to get back into the, the swing of things because there's a lot to do in the second half of the year. So it's a nice pause before then. Can you share any maybe of your of any reflections that you may have had? Because it's middle of the year, you get a break. There may have been some some deep life <laughs> reflections that would be interesting to hear. Maybe you can I, do it. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, there weren't any deep life reflections. I think the the one part is I would, I was thinking I would love to do this all the time, like just to have rather than, rather Marley. than taking <laughs> rather than rather than just two weeks living like that, make it six weeks. Um. So that's the that's really the one thing. And other than that, just really enjoying the the moment and like i did fishing and swimming and um all this stuff that i wouldn't normally do and it was nice to do it and yeah it was it was good but now yeah the to-do list is wild right now <laughs> between now and the next couple of weeks so uh no it was, it was it was a good break uh highly recommend mexico and this other country called belize that i went to for anyone that hasn't visited i've got some great tips if you're if you're interested that'd be happy to to share but no it was, it was a good break and yeah the tan is tan is Feeling good is I don't think I'm as uh, tanned as Olu yet, but that will be the goal for the next visit. Maybe after six weeks, rather than two. One of the, one of these stories, yeah. I just caught myself watching it to a point where I didn't even react to it. I was looking at it thinking, oh my god, you know the one where you're sitting down um, at the end of the yacht. Orange, yeah. orange. I said, Lord have mercy, what's going on? I said, is this heaven on earth? <laughs> This the guy was looking bronze, mate, and I just said to yeah. myself, "Yo, you know when you know you know when I'm looking at it, thinking to myself, Pam, we used to do this thing back in the day, you know. <laughs> That's and, a and different thing. You get me? And someone's click, someone's clearly still doing it, but someone stopped. Yeah, boy. <laughs> he, he was about to tell his family. I had, I had, one, of those, had one of those moments. Where I was thinking, way. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah, <laughs> what about yourself, P? You were off as well. How was your week? It was a different sort yeah, of it was all right. experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was different. Yeah, it was alright. No, 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 no. It was perfect. No, it was really good. So I had um pretty much two and a half weeks off. Like I was able to really disconnect from work, and not only when I say work, I mean all types of work. So property related, work related. Um. And I literally made it a point to do nothing, which sometimes I struggled with, but it was just great to be able to sort of disconnect mentally as well. So um, myself and the family, we done some long weekends, Switzerland trips, and we just basically did whatever we wanted, which was cool. 
we had no agenda and it was literally what do we feel like doing let's do it we can do it we're together um we're not looking at the time we're not worrying about work on a monday morning we're not worrying about you know the next property deal we're just literally spending time together so it was really 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 good um a lot of fun and similar to shua's reflection you you find yourself in that space where you're just thinking to yourself this is what i'd love to do full time it's it's it will take a long time for me to get bored of doing this um but i also appreciate the work but again you know it's one of those reflections you have Cool. So it's good. So I've got a couple more days left and then I'm back to work on Monday. Um, and yeah, like she all said, I think I think from August, September, October, November will be a serious set of months to finish strong and then wind down in September in, in December. What about yourself, um, Daniel? We recorded later today. Do you want to share that? Why we recorded? How's yeah, that I'm, transition I'm, going? I'm back, I'm back at work. You're back in the office. Touchy, touchy subject. Yeah. How is how but, is the um, commute? As 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 of the nineteenth, nineteenth of July, I'm back in the office. It's uh, an interesting one to say the least. Having to adapt back to commuting is very different. Um, the different type of, I'd say, the mental. The exercise mentally is different. Um, having to, you know, commute to the office, to interact, to do, to to almost be working full out whilst in the office, and then having to commute home. It's a very different feel and look to the working from home sort of life. I think the first three days, uh, I haven't necessarily had the best experience, given there have been a number of train cancellations. So. The first day I went into the office in the evening, a load of trains cancelled. I had to leave a bit early. Tuesday morning, train was cancelled in the evening and it got home to after eight. And then on the Wednesday, more issues again. So I haven't had the most pleasant experience, which of course isn't, you know, the nicest first week back. And I found in the evenings on the way home, I'm out like a light on the on the on the on the train. I'm out. Like my mouth is open, but the mask is covering. Are you the last stop? So at least you don't miss your. Huh? Nah, I'm not the last. Not not the last stop. Okay. I never missed my stop. But actually, yesterday I think I was. It was yesterday I was sleeping on the train, and I woke up. I didn't know where I was. I was just looking around. <laughs> I didn't know where I was. I had to look at my watch to find out. Okay, this isn't. I wouldn't necessarily be at my station at this time, so I'm good. But I was out. I was telling P this. I was just out, tired. Get home, you know, do a quick workout, and then it's almost time for bed, and then repeat. So um, process, yeah, it's, it's trying to it's trying to get back into the swing of things. And like for the two guys that want vacation, what's your reflection? I guess of those. Oh, you don't like, you don't even want to hear his reflection. Trust me. <laughs> what's your reflection of the experience? <laughs> or you don't want to share, Daniel? You're asking me? Daniel, right? Yeah, yeah Daniel. Daniel, Daniel yeah. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no similar to like going back to work. Yeah. Oh, going back sorry. To work, so your reflection, yeah, similar. Oh, to that. oh. <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Let's just say, talking to other colleagues, um, people have to. People seem to have the same thoughts. Put it that way. So people are. Pe- pe- no, no, not 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 necessarily Apple, but in just terms of you know speaking to trusted colleagues and the ones where we can have open, candid conversations. People are sharing and feeling the same sentiments, um, but of course, I haven't shared those sentiments, so you don't know what they are. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't shared them on the podcast publicly, but um, I think I've spoken to you individually about what those sentiments are, yeah. whether they be positive or negative. <laughs> like, I what guess it's, it might be technically, it might be similar to like Apple, where their employees wrote a harsh letter on wanting to change the working um, arrangements. So we actually did an episode. It was episode number 85, which was the time to return to office. So if you haven't listened to that yet, Go back, listen. It was a really interesting episode where we shared our views about returning back to work post-COVID. But cool. Hello, how are you? I must I must say, my highlight of the last weekend was uh, meeting a boat uh, finally and officially. Oh wow! So Daniel, yeah, you, met, you met Bo in person. Yeah. Daniel yeah. came to visit me on uh, where was it? Saturday or Sunday? I can't Sunday, remember. Sunday. 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 Daniel called me. Said he was around. Yeah impromptu visit came to visit Bo. Bo was excited to see him like always jumping up and down 
Um, no, it was good. It was good to catch up with Daniel. I hadn't seen him for a long time, but we enjoyed it. In terms of myself, um, the prior week, I took a few days off. So a couple of days to do like a UK stay vacation. Um, reflecting on it, I hate UK stay vacation. <laughs> I, prefer, <laughs> I prefer to travel. Because when you look you ain't at going to the right places. You, nah, when you, when you're looking at how much you're spending for hotels and stuff stuff in the UK, I'd rather be abroad doing that, right? Than oh, being in the UK. Okay. Best. I thought you meant you stayed in your apartment just chilling. No, no, no. So I'm, actually, I'm bottle, I'm surprised. Mm. You're usually like the king of deals. So I, I know what you yeah, mean when you point, say staycation, point, staycations are expensive in the UK. Mm. I, I definitely agree. You know, we've been looking as well, and you know what you pay here, you can easily just fly abroad and get somewhere in Europe. Exactly. But usually, you're the king of king of deals. So why? Yeah, you but deal here in comparison to deal abroad, it's still better to be abroad in that sense. Part of me was like looking at um, she was videos and saying oh, maybe I should surprise <laughs> him out there. <laughs> I think I think that's a that's a nice segue into into the episode because maybe you wasn't abroad because what. You was, you are, you're not vaccinated. So maybe we can take it there. Yeah, we can go. How did you yeah, go let's, away? Let's, yeah. So yeah. I Who's dishing out the not, jabs? Not due to, <laughs> not due to vaccination <laughs> restrictions. Um, but let's switch over to this episode. So I really wanted to talk about vaccination, vaccination in minority ethnicities. Um, so what we've seen um, recently is that there's been a spike again in sort of the COVID rates, especially with the Delta variant. So the main difference between the Delta variant sort of based on research right now is just that it's more transmitted. So previously the normal strain, it would be passed on between sort of 2.5. This one transmits itself at a four person rate. So one person is transmitting it higher. So we're seeing a drastic amount of people catching sort of COVID. The spike has come back up again where different countries are now starting to talk about restrictions. And it got me looking at sort of vaccinations and trying to understand where are we, where it stands to vaccination? Because as soon as the vaccine was supposed to come out, it was supposed to be rolled out. The majority of people were going to take it and then we could say goodbye to COVID. But we're seeing, we're seeing a low adoption, especially in Black African, Black Caribbean communities. Um, especially in comparison to white communities. And I just really wanted to talk about in this episode, first question, I guess, is let's just go around and find out who has been vaccinated, who hasn't been vaccinated. Um, even though nowadays it feels like it's a sensitive conversation, similar to like religion, right? Shouldn't be spoken mm. about. But mm. I think it'll be good for us to just first answer that question and then understand Do you why... want just, just simple yes or no? Okay, go, go Yes ahead. or no. So... I'll go first. So I am vaccinated. I've had my first jab. Um, waiting for my second. So you're waiting for a fully 5G upload, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tag, this I'll, is not tag on to episode. Go on, Shua. I'll tag on to Olu. So I'm in the same position as Olu. I'm one vax down. Um, I've got my second one booked to be fully vaccinated. So I knew about Shua. I didn't know about Olu. Okay, so what so about who's, you? Who's, who's next? <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, we might as well just turn this into a two versus two. So um, I'm, 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 I dish out the jabs. I don't receive them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not. Um, just quickly, just to answer the question, I'm not vaccinated. Cool. Same. I'm. I'm not at the at the time of recording. I have not vaccinated. But okay. do either just to just to clarify, do either of you have an appointment booked, or you're not planning on? I haven't got so, an appointment booked. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be serious about this. Um, I don't have an appointment booked either. Okay, clear. Only because Olu and I both said that we have our second appointment planned. So that's just to clarify yeah. that. Okay, so let cool. me just Olu understand. I guess, why don't we start with... Maybe I, maybe I just go as far as saying I haven't seen one doctor during this period. <laughs> okay, cool. So why don't we start by why we believe the, the adoption level, especially... So if we look at this podcast, right, 50% of us have been vaccinated, the other 50% haven't, right? Why do we feel like the adoption rate is so low in black um, and ethnic minorities? Um, so why don't you start with UP? Why do you think it's so low? You seem like it's um, 
you know, it's, you know what's interesting about this? I think what's interesting about this episode is because how do you how do you how do you have a discussion without without veering off into sort of conspiracy type conversations? Anyways, but no, I think I think to be hmm. to be maybe a bit I don't know objective or to give to to have a mature uh, conversation. I think sorry, Olu, question again. What's question again? So I just want to understand why you like why is there such a low adoption, especially in the black? Uh, why do you yes, think I, there is? Yeah. yeah. So I think so. My personal opinion, I think it, it's a lot to do with um, how certain ethnicities trust the medical and healthcare systems, and I think over like his, historically, right? So I think even before you even talk about vaccinations, what's our history with actually going to doctors um, and just going for a regular medical checkup? right? That's low in itself. So when you talk about a vaccination, which many people have spoken about, it's come too soon. There's a lack of data. Um, there's no a lack of long-term data. Um, it start, people then go into the space of, do I trust that in order to be, have myself vaccinated? Mm -hmm. So I think what's happening is people are looking at the data that they can actually get themselves hold of, um, and they're making a decision based on what they think feels right at that point in time. Now, I think that a lot of people have changed their minds over time, but I think there's a, it's, it's about trust. It's about with how, how much do you trust the healthcare system? Mm. When you say people are getting hold of the data, right? I don't believe that statement. And... No, no, when I say data, I mean like anything that they can actually read and, and, and see. So information mm. on, online, I mean, data in general, I don't mean like statistics. I just mean what okay. they're able to And I think that's where, information. and that's where, and that information I think is where I think is driving a lot of the low adoption where we see on like so social media, people leaking or speaking about conspiracy theorists, right? And it's, I think one place, and I spoke this to, <laughs> I said this to Daniel, right? And one of my views is I, I'm always careful who I take advice from, right? Yeah. And think as soon as the vaccine started coming out and rolling out i started to see so many woke or so many people come online that some don't even have gcse degrees trying to give me <laughs> medical advice right and i'm like what qualifies you to give me medical advice like it's like me wanting to be a billionaire right and i'm gonna go and see my guy at the chicken shop telling me <laughs> yo Yo, this is how you do it. Like, I'm not going to listen to that advice. And I think that's one of the elements. I do definitely believe, yes, there is a history in terms of black people and their health systems, right? But I think when I hear conversations about, okay, how quick this was developed, I expect vaccinations to be developed quicker as technology is improved, the spending has increased. When we compare it to stuff like previously where there was the yellow fever, right? Um, um, Rock, I think it was Rockefeller was the one that um, actually um, developed that, right? They spent around 8 million. If I convert that to this time's money, you're looking at around 140 million today's money. In terms of the vaccination and development, governments across the world spent close to 93 billion. If I'm spending that much money on that resources, <laughs> I'm expecting it to be quicker than... <laughs> But that That's doesn't mean right, it. Yeah, but I think that I think doesn't mean they're cutting. That doesn't mean yeah. they're cutting corners. Also, they've studied vaccinations and studied vaccines for years, technologies and stuff like that. So I'm expecting it to become quicker, right? Then now we're gonna go to it later on about like should it be mandatory, etc. Then that's a completely different conversation. But I try to take my advice from experts in my so that's me talking to but but, but then Oli, com, i know yeah i think conversely though how do you know those doctors aren't unbiased i'm not saying that they are because they're jabbing themselves what? so if you no, no but it doesn't make it doesn't matter jabbing no, but that's, no, but that's, <laughs> someone could be snorting cocaine and say yes good feet go on but again it goes it goes it goes back to our point about it goes back to our point about the educational level right I believe of, that of, of the course, friends that then, I know, you, you, the doctors that I know are educated individuals, right? If yes. they're snorting coke and they're telling me to take it, they obviously know the side okay. effects. So what? So them. what are the what? So what are those who run in our com our, our country doing? Those MPs, mm -hmm. some of them have even come out and outright said that yeah, they smoked, they they snorted that Charlie, <clears throat> Michael Gove. Um, but all those who are running our country, we put trust in them. How do we know they haven't got a hidden agenda? I'm not saying they do. I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just trying to be objective and say, outside of the box, I'm not saying they aren't educated. 
Yeah. But when there's an agenda, they yeah. want people to buy into it, whether it's vaccine or anything else, mm. you know, besides the vaccine, they want people to buy into it. So there's going to be some sort of persuasion and yeah. some sort of coercion for you to do it. Because if you don't, these are the side effects or these are the ramifications of not doing mm. so. And like you said, you, of course, you want to get information from those who are qualified and those who are experts. You know, like you said, you don't want to go to someone who's, you know, you know, well, most people that wanted to take the vaccine that I know of, like, said, well, I've put, I've put worse stuff in my body. I've taken, you know, coke, you know, drugs, all this other stuff. This ain't going to do jack to me. I don't mind. This ain't going to kill me. But, <laughs> yeah. But I'm just trying to say, when there is a huge emphasis on something, I know there's been research, there's been money put behind it, which is one of the one of the main things people say, oh, how can you create a vaccine so quickly? Part of developing a vaccine is funding. Of course, there was yeah. billions of pounds because countries were also racing to be the first you know, country to produce a vaccine against um, COVID-19. But it also raises the question of, there are many other diseases and viruses that have been around for years mm. that have killed millions, that, could, that continue to kill millions. Mm. Why can't we tackle those same problems with the same technology and research put behind COVID? The is it reason... because COVID is a, pa a global pandemic, whereas Correct. other diseases are... Um, exactly. That's what I learned. So End, um, I think, endemics? I think there's two reasons, right? One is a global pandemic, like you said. And two is how it transmits itself in terms of airborne, airborne right? So the other vaccines that you might talk about, like HIV, or the other viruses or illnesses that they can be resolving, like... HIV, this and that is not as transmitted in such a frequency or pace as this um, particular um, virus at the time. So that's why you see them focusing on this versus other things. And I, again, I, I'm not going to say that at the end of the day, when people say, oh, there might be a hidden agenda, if this, if you don't have the evidence that there is a hidden agenda, now I'm not going to just say there must be one, right? At the end of the day, you've got to look at the data. People have died based on this it's as simple as that people have died right so they need to and economies have shut down right which is affected them financially so they need to try to resolve this as quick as possible to get back to some level of normality that's my personal view what about yourself Shua? but you sorry, 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 just to interject wait, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I sort of that. people have died yeah I, I, I know and that, that's tragic and of course that's, that's very you know that's that's not good but at the same time, it's almost as though there's a huge emphasis on this that everything else is disregarded. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. last Monday, I think it was the 19th, mm. there were 200 and something deaths in the UK related to COVID. Of course, those are deaths and those are mm. human lives that were lost. And of course, mm. that's not, you know, that's never nice. But on the same day, there were close to 1,500 deaths um, caused by pneumonia. Why don't mm. we ever, or why haven't we historically said, you know, in the winter months, you know, reported on daily daily figures for the deaths um, related to flu or to pneumonia. We don't, Zoom out, what is the deaths on pneumonia in a year versus COVID in a year? Oh, it's a lot higher. I haven't in got COVID the figures right ahead of me. Globally, I'm talking globally. Globally, I'm talking globally, which one is higher? And I'm going to say it's going to be COVID, if you zoom out. Well, I'm, say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, possibly, but I also don't feel that all the all the all the deaths that are COVID related are actually COVID related. They're just gonna, you know, they no, want to magnify that. They want to magnify that number because mm. they want people to take the vaccine. No, no, do, do, I think there's two think. things. Let me just say something with Daniel, right? Sure. Yes, not all the deaths were. I agree, not all the deaths were just COVID related. But what has we been? What has been proven right now is that COVID does mutate, right? So the initial strain if not resolved or addressed, could get to something more deadly, like Ebola deadly-wise, but more transmitted, like what we're seeing right now, where it's four times, right? If this becomes more transmitted and more deadly, then people will turn around and say, why didn't we address uh, this? Nah. this time? <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Are we uh, seeing that only with the Delta okay, variant, right? Please, Are we not seeing that with the Delta variant? Yeah, just, just a couple of things, and then we go yeah. to Shua. So, I, I, going back to your question, um, Olu, in terms of why we're seeing low adoption rate, I think your conversation with Daniel speaks to that point. I think it's it's what's happening now with with globalization in terms of information. Hmm. It's difficult to know what information to trust because you because people are at home and they're looking at they're seeing both sources. They're seeing people thinking about this potentially being a conspiracy theory, which makes you think and it gets you to reflect. 
And then you're thinking, okay, well, there is a lot of funding. Usually a vaccine takes seven years to produce. It's very complicated. So maybe this one's going to be a lot faster. So then maybe you think there's something. So I think it's about what do you trust? And then the other thing I wanted to probably say, why maybe there's a low adoption rate. I think I don't have the facts per se, but there is known to be, you have some ethnic some ethnic groups which are always tend to be the first to be tested and, and sort of un, to see under, understand how um, um, you know a vaccination a vaccine would work in their bodies before it's then rolled out to other um, communicate commun communities Daniel like, like. so that's one of the reasons why people are wondering you know why why should we be first right I know that's been a discussion well and the, are we being first in this scenario because the data says that the low adoption is so we're not the first. Let's be honest here. We're not the first with this particular. And we never are. When you say, when you say <laughs> we never are. <laughs> no, no. So when you say, talking about, I'm talking about like Africa, for example, they usually take okay. countries like and they test to do the test. But I'm talking about okay, agreed with that. So I'm talking yeah. about this has already gone through the trial stage, right? Um, yeah. now we're rolling out the vaccine, right? We are not the first ones. If we look at white people, they have already ninety percent sort of adoption and use, right? The black community is lower. And also the data shows we are more likely to even die from COVID due to multiple stuff like the socialist, economical, um, diabetes, all of these health yeah, issues, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We're more likely to die from it. So the slow adoption is holding us further back, right? Because let's be honest, right? If some of, if some people do catch this and it's very severe in our... And I don't like to use the fear factor, but if they do, do they have the economical ability to be able to get the best care and then if they do get the best care and then there's some long-term effect how is that going to impact their family in terms of now losing a person that's able to work in that family or household so that, those are all the factors i'm trying to put together but sure you've been quiet very, very last thing before yeah. we go to you just real quick because you mentioned ebola i just wanted to just plug this in there um so Ebola <laughs> came and went no, no, no. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, one, 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 wait, 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 wait. One question is, one question is, um, what happened to Ebola? That's just a question. You don't have to answer, but that's just out. That's just yeah. a question I want to put out there. But I think what's interesting is, um, I was obviously much younger at the time, so I didn't maybe have the sort of foresight or the way I reflect now on certain things that happen globally. I just remember walking with my dad, who was in Germany, he was walking along the lake, who was just talking. And I remember him saying this, and I always thought to myself, the best place to like when things like this happen, COVID and these things, speak to the OGs because they will just put things in perspective to help you understand what maybe you should be trusting or not trusting. So this is what he said. He just said this one line. So you know, I said, Dad, what's your thoughts on 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 Ebola? Because you know it's back home, and are you thinking about you know family back home? And according to they, what they were basically saying <laughs> was that Ebola was was bushmeat, right? Bushmeat. Yeah. Bush he said that Africans have been eating bushmeat for years. Why is it now a situation? I just left it like that. Mm. And I was like, oh boy, see how the media does things. So yeah, that's he, he said that and I was like, cool. So so and at dinner you had bush meat. No, no. He said, let me <laughs> let me hold out he just, <laughs> in, in one line he just says we've been we've been eating bush meat for years. So why now is it coming up? Mm -mm. And I just thought and it, dis and it disappeared off the face of the earth. And it disappeared at the face of the earth. Yeah. So, sure, please. Take it away. Okay, so. so. The question is, sorry, the question is about low adoption rates. I know I know you're probably thinking. I know you're still on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good boy. What a topic to get into, just coming back off of a, off a holiday and probably taking about 100 vaccine tests. Not vaccine tests, COVID tests. Um, so on the, on, the, on the adoption... I think, and, and just to reference uh, the data point that Olu was saying, so there's this Bloomberg article that we probably share as one of our posts related to this episode on our Instagram. There was a graph which is about vaccine hesitancy. And what they did is they got adults of, eth they, they basically took different uh, ethnic minority backgrounds um, and they put a percentage against them on how much they're, vac they're hesitating to take the vaccine. Now, the white demographic was at 8%, which is very low. Um, the highest was the the black community, which was 44% uh, reporting that they had vaccine hesitancy uh, to basically get the vaccination. So that's and then every the other demographics are basically somewhere in between. Um, if I just give some personal reflections, so I think with with COVID, as as I mentioned, I'm already 
Um, I've got one of the two vaccinations. My parents both have been vaccinated. At the point where they were asked to be vaccinated, was there any hesitancy with them? I didn't observe any. But I've also seen that their evolution of COVID and thinking has also evolved over time. At the beginning, both of my parents were um, taken aback by the news, as the whole world was. Then things went into lockdown. But I think for them, the trigger point was when people around them either got yeah. COVID and were seriously ill or got yeah. COVID and passed away. And the Bangladesh demographic, similar to South Asian and also the black community, I think all of you have already mentioned, these are the communities that when they do get COVID, there's a higher chance of um, larger implications because they're coming from a base where their health isn't as good. I know in the Bangladeshi community, people of my father's age, around 60 to 70, they're much more likely to have diabetes, much more likely to have cholesterol issues, much more likely to have blood pressure issues. Now, if you have all of that and you add COVID, then there's a high likelihood that you will be hospitalized. So when the vaccination rollout came about, my parents didn't hesitate to get their vaccination. And at least from what I've observed, their friends of a similar age, their peer group also haven't been as hesitant. So I think the the reason why they adopted it so quickly is because they saw firsthand why what happens when people get it and also some of their close friends and family members were hospitalized and seriously ill so that was the trigger point now i think the reason why maybe it's lower adopted in other cultures i think it all comes down to trust and if you see from that graphic that i just mentioned the black community is at the bottom at 44% which is almost 20 to 30% I'm higher than the next uh, demographic in line. And I think it all comes down to trust with the local authorities, with the government, with the public health services. And that comes from historical issues that have happened in the past. So I think it's, it's, it's difficult because I think my parents only did it because of what they saw firsthand. If other communities haven't seen that, if um, everyone of our parents' friends are actually okay or some got COVID and it was a mild code, cold then i i think it'd be difficult to convince them to get the the vaccine it comes down to trust at the end of the day yeah no i just i just want to jump on that actually maybe just to provide a perspective on how my parents have thought about it because i think i think sure mentions a great point around so one of the strongest data points has actually been people around you contracted it and maybe not necessarily recovering or they have recovered and that's actually swaying on people's decision so my mother actually caught covid at the start of 2020 well before it was actually some covid Mm. Um, there were cases where it was like same symptoms she recovered so because she recovered in her mind she sees it as it's just like any other um, um, flu or per se and I've, I've covered so I'm okay so her position at the moment is I'm not necessarily um, racing to take the vaccination my dad on the other hand um, bearing in mind they're both obviously in that age bracket where you're considered to be high risk. My dad, on the other hand, what's interesting with him is he, when it first started to um, pick up momentum, he said, oh, I'll take my time. He's a doctor, by the way, just for the listeners. I'll take my time and just see how things um, plan out. But he's been, he's been, he had been at home almost for a year and was planning to fly to Africa. So in his mind now, he's almost, he almost kind of done it from a lifestyle standpoint. I need to sort of I need to sort of get out, move my mental health. I, I still want to go ahead with my plans to fly to Africa and, and do things and look at things around there. Um, and in the end, he eventually said, OK, I'm going to take my vaccination. Um, it makes sense. He's also high risk as well. So he went. So what's interesting is people's decisions as to why they take it or not goes is like it's almost like nothing to do with the data. It's actually based on their personal experience. And actually coming that back to my data, mom. Right? It's not the full data. Yeah, I guess so. It is, I guess so, yeah. it is data. It's just not the full data. And I, yeah. I, I think that is, is, is really true, right? It's all about what you've experienced or seen. If you know people that have passed away from it, you have a view. It's just the same way as a lot of people not taking the vaccination, right? They might see someone that's taken the vaccination and had a side effect. And that might be the data point in which they're using not to get vaccinated, right? Even though, yeah, let's switch on to the next. Um, I, think, next I think for me, yeah. maybe maybe one thing we could probably speak on is uh, what we haven't basically spoken about is the age groups. So I think yeah. for me personally, my, my, my standpoint has been, um, if I had to anchor it to one point, the recovery rate, which I know is not a data that's shared mm. as much as those who actually have contracted COVID, is mm. extremely high for mm. people you know, lower than 40, for example. So I, my thinking of my position is pretty much, um, you know, like other 
flus or illnesses, you know, it, you you sort of if you contract it, it's a high chance you're going to recover. So I think, I think, I think the the recovery, I think, is true. Um, but one thing that you should look into, and I advise the listeners to look into, is what it classes long COVID. So as you recover, but the impacts it has on your lungs. Um, so they do, do like the X-rays of someone that didn't have COVID and someone even in their 30s, etc. And you see the impact, right? And I was listening to a few podcasts and what they try to take into consideration is whenever you think about COVID, you shouldn't really think about not just the people that died, right? It's the loss of, loss of life time. So the way you look at it, let's say, for example, if you didn't have COVID, you would live up to 60, right? But you caught COVID, you recovered, but now you only live up to 40. You've technically lost 20 years of some. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because COVID only came out last year. So how, what kind of, how are they able to present that kind of data? They're not able to, you're not able to truly present it now. It's going to be a future, like the future. That's what they're basically saying. They're saying there's a loss of life. Yeah, life capacity in terms of it. But I'm not trying to, share your position. Oh, about the adoption rate. No, no, no. As of why you haven't taken it, or yeah. You know. Oh, many, many factors. But <laughs> no, what I was just, what I was just gonna, I'll, I'll touch on them. But before I forget, what I was gonna say is, it's, it's, it's funny how you know they talk. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying the vaccine's a bad thing. I'm not saying if you've had it, that's bad. You know, I'm grateful that we even considered and being able to to receive the vaccine. You know, there are many countries where people really want the vaccine and don't have access to one, but yet we have it and have a choice. So I do sometimes feel as though I'm being selfish because I'm being offered one, but I'm still saying no, where there's others who aren't even offered, but they, they, they would like one. But why don't we talk about improving our own immune system and eating and adopting a healthy lifestyle? Why not promote that rather than just saying, have a vaccine and live the way you were living before? Because if they're saying that people from black and Asian ethnic minority groups are more susceptible to catching and, and contracting COVID due to our lifestyle, due to our um, our diets, why don't they then suggest we change our diet? Why because it's harder to do that. that? So that, it's harder, but, is the right, it's harder, but long-term, it's harder, it's, but long-term, it's short-term pain for long-term gain. Everything, everything you're saying, I agree, but it's harder. Harder based on the fact that trying to, look how we're trying to get people to even do the vaccine. If you're trying to change how people live their life, that's going to be harder. Also, economically, how can these, let's be honest, right? They talk about if you want to eat healthy, organic food and whatever, there's a, there's a price premium on it. A lot of these communities and people cannot afford to change their diet based on um, economical structure. You can make, so, you can make mon- marginal changes rather than using palm oil or some vegetable oil. You can start using some avocado oil. Totally, Those are I marginal totally changes which have, a, you know, a big impact. But touching P on your question about why I haven't adopted or been vaccinated yet is because I'm not against being vaccinated. That's one thing, you know, I probably will at some stage, but I don't feel that I'm in the need or a rush to, to, to do it because of traveling or something like that. Yeah. When the time is right, I will. I do still think it's quite early where, the true side effects and of course there are extremes and everyone's different in terms of how they react to it but it's not necessarily i don't necessarily think that the media or whoever's going to say no this is what a, a, a side effect of someone who had you know took the vaccine because they don't want to scare other people who are about to take it so there are probably some detrimental side effects just with any vaccine but they won't show it or glorify it because it will put fear into people and prevent people from maybe taking a second dose or even the first dose so i'll, I'll stop at that to that level and for myself, the reason why I decided to take it was just more parents are at that age. So one, I wanted to protect my parents in regards to visiting and seeing them. Um, also, my mom worked in the healthcare. She was a, a nurse for a period of time. So it reached a point where I was getting weekly calls from her saying, hey, when are you getting your vaccination? When are you vac- getting your vaccination? Um, I was the last one out of my siblings to get it. So they had already received it two months, two, three months before me. So again, I thought like that, that data point showed me, okay, in my, in my, in my gene pool, there's no side effects because it would have <laughs> most likely, so I used my brothers as test patients in that sense. <laughs> um, um, and then more, I, my view on, in regards to, I think when people think about vaccinations, even if it's not correct, right, I think. Automatic, or even if it's not 
um, doesn't work, automatically people think you're going to have a side effect. But no, it might just not kill the vaccine. It doesn't now mean that my kids are going to have X, Y, and Z or whatever. That's the worst case scenario, right? And I believe that the advancements in technologies has increased in such a way that they can create this in a quicker period of time. Um, so yeah, that's really my main. I'm not going to lie to anyone on this podcast. Um, based on like the rollouts, um, I haven't really enjoyed it, like, especially in America, more in America than the UK and in the ways they've been trying to convince people to get vaccinations. I haven't really liked that element. It's got me a little nervous <laughs> with like paying certain artists to make songs and that to do vaccinations. But yeah, I the main reason for me was just mainly because of protecting my parents. P, you want to go Please. next? Oh no, I, I said I said why for me. Um, the the recovery rate is almost ninety nine point nine percent for those lower than forty. So I'm just thinking about myself, Lauren, Karim. I feel like um, it's not as it's nowhere near as serious as it's been portrayed for people of our age. That's what. But Olu's point is a great point because um, you don't just live in this world by yourself. You actually have elders who are in high risk. So how do you manage that? Um, so you, yeah, yeah, so because I'm in a similar boat to trying to travel, fam. Come on, just break it down. No, but there's two reasons. One was actually because of my, also because of my parents, and because whenever <laughs> she also said, What? Where's that vaccine passport? Wait, I'm ready wait. to travel. She also said, Hang on a minute. So I can get to my countries and, and reach my target of 60 countries if I get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, go on, sure. So um, there's an element to that, Pete. There's an element to that. I don't think I slapped my arm that hard, though. One, <laughs> one, one, <laughs> one piece was definitely the with my parents, even though they are vaccinated. And I think there's already been proof that if you are vaccinated, that doesn't mean you cannot get COVID. And we've seen uh, that case now, right? It just reduces uh, the, the likelihood of hospitalization and all this stuff. For me, the first reason why I wanted to get it was because of my parents to protect them um and i wanted to still spend time with them etc and then of course the other reason is that i'm someone who does enjoy traveling and everything if for my own mental health and well-being and if getting the vaccination would make that easier for me then that was also another point of getting it as well yeah, so because i've sure taken i think in the last year i've taken about probably 50 covid tests and it's getting a bit boring to be honest but you have to do it if you want to travel um, but hopefully getting the vaccination makes that easier. Yeah, my dad was so, the, same. Sorry, the, the, the one thing I was going to say is there was in the 1950s, late 1950s, there was a drug or there was, uh, yeah, a drug named thalidomide. And it was to help um, pregnant women um, with nausea, morning sickness. And that was a rapidly, rapidly approved drug, which was quickly withdrawn in 1962 due to malformations in newborns. So many people at the beginning of when this vaccine, COVID vaccine was introduced, many people drew parallels to saying, you know, in the 1950s, there was a rapidly approved drug, which was quickly removed because of malformations in newborns that, again, we don't know the true side effects. And because earlier you said, you know, you use your brother's kind of guinea pigs in your gene pool, but you don't know the effects that might come in 10 years, 20 years time. <laughs> Where guys well, on would, TV say, would, "Did you receive the COVID vaccine yeah, yeah. in 2021?" <laughs> but I would also technology technology is a lot different yeah, now. Exactly. In if you think about how they used to treat certain things back in the day versus now, it's completely changed, right? And let's be honest, every single person on this call has used one form of vaccine. Like you've taken some sort of vaccine if it's to travel to a, a specific country. Or if it's for when you're in school, certain vaccines that you needed to take in primary school, etc. So but those are different, think those can, are different types can, of vaccines. Can, those are vaccines look, where they actually put part of the the virus into your body to build up your antibody for secondary same response. With this. Whereas, same with this. But, but the COVID vaccine isn't. They don't put anything no, in. No, no, no. It was made two different ways. You're talking. There was ones that. Let's not go into the details because neither of us are. Again. We're just people with degrees. Sounded a bit. Sounded a bit. Techie. <laughs> yeah, trying to be techie. scientific. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think, moving on, I think, Shawal, you mentioned something quite interesting, right? So as you travel, there's certain um, um, vaccines that are mandatory that you have to take to travel to certain countries. And we are starting to see lots of restrictions when it comes to sort of 
COVID, if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to attend these different events, etc. I wanted to get you guys' views on should the vaccine be mandatory? If they've if the data is saying that, look, for us to protect the the economy or sorry, protect the community, right? We need our we need our population to be vaccinated. Do you feel like it makes sense for them to mand put a, a mandatory order out that we should all be vaccinated? What's your views? I know P's probably got some strong views on this. No, I was actually just I was actually just looking at um what's currently trending at the moment. There's a push for all footballers to be um, vaccinated, which is interesting. Um, I shouldn't think- be mandatory. This is a very tough question. This is a tough question. I'll tell you why, because I have I can't recall a time in my life where something well hang on, does that even make sense? I feel like I can't recall a time in my life where the we were as the public or citizens were forced to take something in order to do in order to live our lives. Does that make sense? So it's almost like it's new territory. If you want to go to certain countries, now obviously not everyone travels, but to go to certain countries, you're not allowed. You're not allowed access unless you're vaccinated. That is a perfect example of it. Is it? I don't mind going first quickly on this one. On this, I think it's tough. Personally, I don't think it's right for anyone to say that you have to mandatory do any form of a medical procedure if you don't want to do it. Now, if there's a service or for example, travel, if you want to travel, then you need to either be vaccinated or show a negative COVID test. I personally think that's okay because I've just got used to doing it now. Um, And then you can have the choice of whether you want to be vaccinated or whether you don't want to travel. Or if there's a private event and the person running the event is a private owned company and they've decided we're going to run this event, but we're only going to allow vaccinated people or people with a negative COVID test. Again, I think that's okay. When you start to say, we're only going to allow people who are vaccinated in, that's when there's a bit of a gray area for me personally, because then you're kind of forcing people to to do it. Or do you see what I mean? It's, it's, it's difficult. I don't yeah. think there's a right or wrong answer. It's just a bit of a gray area. I, yeah, I was just, I think, I think, um, yeah, I agree. I was just thinking guys, question. Is it is it mandatory to take a malaria jab when you go to Africa? You don't get there's no jab. You get mm. tablets. There's no vaccine for malaria. That's the whole point. Oh, 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 oh. Say is that it's just, but it's just the you just best get one is China. Tablets. I remember when I had to go to China, I had to show yellow fever, of yellow fever vaccination, yeah. and there was another one that I had to show proof of. And there's certain other countries that you have. They want like at the airport, you need to show them proof that you've had it. Otherwise, yeah, when I, like when yeah, when I went to the the south of Brazil, near the Amazon rainforest there, there's a high prevalence of dengue fever. So you had to take a vaccine to be allowed to travel to that part of Brazil. Mm-hmm. But in... no, so I, I think, yeah, I, I just think in short, I think the same to, on the Shua's point, it shouldn't be mandatory. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I don't know, depending on the event or depending on the circumstance, some people can decide they want to have only vaccinated people and then other people that are not vaccinated maybe to accept that um, but that's that's to, but, that's where it becomes discriminatory discriminatory because a lot of places and venues are saying okay if you're fully you know double jabbed or partially jabbed you're allowed but if also if you can show proof of a negative test then also you're allowed i think that's fine when you not now start saying right. if you haven't got a vaccine you can't come that's when it becomes discriminatory against your human rights because but, the, wait, wait, wait. the vaccine yeah. isn't Agreed. the vaccine isn't the vaccine isn't man isn't mandatory and i don't think it should i think it should be a free will i think we've always allowed ourselves to say what we allow in our body and what we don't mm. so if we're now forced but, to take something which we shouldn't mm. or which we choose not to we yeah. shouldn't be held against it because it's like but, saying mm. you know everyone's pointing the finger of me i look like i'm you know trying but to do harm i think yeah. she well mentioned before yeah that even if you're vaccinated, and this is where I think I want to get you guys' views on it, right? So you're saying just because I choose not to use it, right, or use the vaccination, shouldn't mean there should be laws to discriminate against me, right? Now, if there's data, which there are, right, to prove that people that are vaccinated can still contract 
COVID through people that are not vaccinated, right? And what wait, you, wait, wait, so yeah. pause, pause, pause there. Yeah. Does that does it also show that people who are vaccinated can contract COVID from people who are vaccinated? Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I would assume so, yes. But I would assume you reduce the risk, right? If everyone, the point of us all getting vaccinated is, right, so the fever can't, the virus can't live in us, right? But if you've got a population that is not vaccinated, it's circulating and it can just hop over to someone that's vaccinated and being passed. So when I think about that concept, right, initially we introduced a law, a government introduced a law where they banned smoking in buildings, right? The reason they said it was not because there was a back in the day, everywhere you went, you saw smoking. But what they found was that second degree smoking is harmful for individuals. Right. So they said, what we're going to do is mandate that in any indoor environment, you are not allowed to smoke. So wouldn't that same concept be with them having laws where they say we've shown all the data to prove that you are harmful for the population that are vaccinated. So we are going to say now that in certain events, unless you, like, I agree, unless you can prove a negative one, I think it's still fine, but they can go to an extreme point and say, we are not going to allow you into that venue because you're not vaccinated. Isn't that the same? If, if, if it's negative, fine. But if it's not negative, that's discriminatory because you can't say, you know, secondhand smoke is you're smoking. You are, you're clearly visibly smoking. Just because you're a person who hasn't got, hasn't been vaccinated doesn't mean you are COVID walking. You're not a walking no, but, COVID. But if <laughs> the issue, the issue, what... <laughs> Would you would you have an assumption that someone is if you can't prove that you're not because the issue is not around if you can prove you're negative, you can go to this event. I'm saying I'm going to go now into a little pub. Right. I, there's no yeah. way that I know if I've, I've never taken a vaccine um, uh, um, COVID test. So I don't know if I'm positive or negative. So yeah. me as the establishment that owns that place for me to take away all liability on my side, because you can't prove if you're positive or negative. Right. Maybe in that scenario, I treat it like smoking and say, sorry, you're not allowed in because there's a chance that you could pass on the vac- uh, the virus. I'm just devil's advocate throwing it around. What's you guys' views on that? Yeah, but that's... But that's okay, I, I, to be honest, uh, oh, this one is a bad one. It's, um, a tough, it's a tough question. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I think I was going to react with, exact with... Go on, Daniel, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I've said what I've, I, I said. What I said. That's that's what I wanted to say. I don't really have anything more to say because the government. The thing is, the government can oh, sorry, and will do whatever they want. The government can and will do whatever they want with respect to this vaccine. Like Joel was saying, you know, where they're going to force it and make it mandatory. I think earlier on he said something about mandatory or you know, not allowing people to do certain things. They will do that. You won't be able to go to certain events. And I think they're now looking at more youth events. So when it comes to festivals, music events, concerts, football matches, etc., because they now want to get the younger generation populated. So now they're looking at what they do for social activities and amongst their friends that, okay, these people are going to want to, to continue enjoying their social lives, that they will now need to be vaccinated in order to do so. P, you are going to say something? No, I'm now going to say, I'm actually going to say, I'm going to say, actually, um, this conversation is is making me think about what it's going to be like for those who decide not to get vaccinated and how they're going to be perceived they're naturally mm. now going to be perceived because i i have no problem saying in in a in a public venue or whoever i'm speaking to i'm not vaccinated but now it's going to seem as if i'm the like the the dirty one i'm the one that hasn't washed i'm the one yeah, that hasn't yeah, yeah. brushed my teeth i'm the one that hasn't you know what I'm so i think i think what's interesting and the only time will tell is is if you like even how you develop your network and establish relationships that might even become a topic of discussion like was you vaccinated are you vaccinated um i know someone i won't mention his name who's who's thinking about getting vaccinated because he's now starting a new phase of his life um and where he's going to next he actually doesn't want that to be something held against him imagine he wants to if they start talking about he thinks the likelihood that everyone else being vaccinated is very high. So he wants to put himself in that position and doesn't want to be seen like a single one out. It's almost like, it's almost going to get to a point where forget black, white, or what, you, what your race is, are you vaccinated or are you not? <laughs> and we're going to judge you on that. So I just think, I just think it's interesting. Um, Cause I was, I'm also on this call and I'm, and I'm looking at you two guys and I'm thinking to myself, 
what you guys what you guys think you're clean and we're dirty is that how you guys are thinking? <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at us differently <laughs> no, no, i'm wondering, I'm that's, wondering that's, that's true that's I'm, true no, i'm wondering if 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 Olu and, and sure are thinking hang on a minute maybe we shouldn't continue our relationship with, with Pavilo <laughs> and Daniel because these guys what are back if we were doing it if we were doing it in a studio and we weren't virtual i might take you outside but and say not- hey <laughs> These guys need to be proven a negative every session. But, 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 now, but now, for example, for example, and this is actually a deep topic, because if I go back to the points you mentioned, Shua and Oli, as to why, you, one of the reasons as to why you got vaccinated was because to protect your parents. Yeah. So let's say, for example, you know, I'm coming, I've, I've, I've flown to the UK. I've got my lovely family with me, yeah. carrying my beautiful child, my wife, incredible. And we come to see you, Olu, at your mum's house. Are yeah. we allowed in? You can, but I might have low, like distance, mask, certain criterias where it will keep them safe. See, it's especially the fact that, especially the fact that you've just travelled, right? You've just travelled, so the risk of you contracting is also higher. Even even if you were vaccinated, I probably still say, hey, maybe certain level of distance, right? Um, and I think that's just you. Like, let's say for example, if I was to go this weekend, I'm going out partying, right? I'm not gonna go and see my parents. The next few days after that, I'll, I'm gonna leave a certain space before seeing them, and it's just again me being responsible, um, just based on the the climate that but we live in. But I, interesting. I, I understand and then, why didn't we do that with flu and colds though? Why didn't we do that with flu and colds? Because we can easily pass and transmit them on, mm. and just because we weren't necessarily understanding that how the you know how detrimental it can be, especially in yeah. older age. Yeah. we would still go to work and pass on think, colds and uh, flu. I think, I think the difference with flu and colds, and then all you can give you a take, is yeah. uh, with, with COVID, we have, and again, I'm just speaking from personal circumstance, family friends that have died because of it quite suddenly, unexpectedly. And I think that firsthand emotional feeling connected with an illness mm. always will change your perception of it. Um, whereas That's with true, flu yeah. and colds, there's people that have had that. We've had that in our lifetime, but I personally don't know anyone that's died from it. And I think with COVID, again, if I had, if no one in my family circle had got it and died from it, then I probably would have been like, oh, I saw it's all fake. Again, I'm just basing it on personal. Interest. That's what I think the difference is versus the other illnesses in the past. And I think no, when, no, you, no, Joel, no. when you when you get a message, right, that someone that you know passed away from it, you're like, shoot. Like that person was in my mind, even like some people I've heard, I was like, no, nah, that person was healthy. Like there was nothing wrong with like you. And then I don't get that same call when it comes to codes. And also, again, go back to my previous point about how it transmits itself, the airborne element of it in terms of flus and stuff like that, which we do advise people when you have a flu, don't come to the office like you have distance. If I see someone sneeze, I'm already backing off from that person. I'm not trying to touch their hands. So there's those elements. But why do we switch over to um, what next? Just, just, right? just before we switch over, yeah. just same, que- same question to Shua. I've just landed in the UK. I've called you up. Okay. I'm on my way. I've got my family <laughs> in the car. We've brushed our teeth. We've washed ourselves. What are we saying? Am I, am I able to dap up your dad or not? So, <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what, what? You know when you were asking that question, P? It's interesting because when you were asking that question, I hadn't even thought of that scenario so before you asking that if let's just say imaginary next week i was back in the uk and you were like oh sure we're, we're planning on coming down south near portsmouth I'll, I'll just come around i wouldn't have thought about it but now that you've asked the question i would think about what i would do um so that and that, that now that you've that, asked that question probably what i would do is i probably do what olu said and say just wait a few days and then and then see or and it's interesting if, it's if, if, outside, if you had... yeah no because thing is I, I i wouldn't for me personally i wouldn't do that because i think if it's like that then there's no point for them or anyone to come around because you can't get the same physical interaction mm. with each other and that's the main point of why we're seeing each other anyway so mm. i'd rather if we do it we do it properly and that means karim's getting busy in the kitchen everyone's touching up all the food we do it like that or we just don't do it at all um, but yeah, now that you've asked that question, Pete, I don't know what I would do, if I'm honest. I wouldn't have thought about it before you've asked, but now that you have asked, I probably would say let's do it after another week or so of being back in the UK. But then during that time, you're probably going to see other people. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I actually, I don't know what the answer would be. Decisions, decisions. Olu. So why don't we switch up question. just to the final question? Just what, where do we think this is going to go? What next, right? So 
I think we're all in agreement, me personally also, that we shouldn't make va um, vaccines mandatory. I think we're all in agreement there. Now, for me, I think where we go next is we continue not to, to make it uh, mandatory, but we do ensure that there's guidelines and safety procedures. So either you prove that you're negative or you prove that you've been vaccinated. Now, I think you continue doing that unless more data comes out that there's a, a new variant where it's more deadly. And I think depending on how the data continues to progress, if we do find out that something is more deadly and can be transmitted quite easily, then I do believe that there might reach a point of time where you need to say, if the vaccines have been tested for a period of time and they don't show a massive negative reaction to it, that, hey, the whole population has to be, like, if it gets to a severe rate. But I think you just continue doing how it is right now, showing that you're negative or showing that you've got a vaccination. Shiwa, what about yourself? No, let's 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 get Daniel or Pavilo to go next, and I'll give my take. I can tell you exactly when this will all die down. I can give you the, the year. Oh. I can give you around what time. In the Everyone year. said it'll be gone in a year. We're still here. No, no, no. no. I could be quick. So far, so far, everything's on track. <laughs> like it's still, go on, go on. Go on. Go on. Um, go on. I, my, how I think, <laughs> what, what I think, what's going to happen? I think. Later this year, there'll be another lockdown for another push to get more people vaccinated. I think there's going to be another lockdown this year um, and they're going to be a lot stricter in where people can, and well, what, the, what the unvaccinated can and can't, well, can't, can do in terms of socialising and going to public events. Maybe I'll be vaccinated know. by then. Okay. Um, P? Yeah. Uh, what next? Um, <laughs> no, I'll keep. I'll keep my <laughs> conspiracy, <laughs> honest, honest reflections uh, to myself. But I think, um, no, look, I just hope this dies. This dies down like Ebola. That's all I'll say. Okay. It, like, this goes away like Ebola. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> So I think with the with the vaccinations, just looking at the statistics, the people who are most at risk have actually got it done, double jabbed and everything. So I think if that's the population that's most at risk and that suffered the most in terms of number of deaths, then I think overall we're in a much better space. The number of cases will probably go up at some point again around the world, but then eventually it will flatten out and we'll get back to normality. It's just a shame that the whole vaccination rollout has has become really this kind of political topic, um, this emotive topic to divide people when I think it, it if, if it was managed properly, it shouldn't have done. Um, but that's where we are now. And then, yeah. Let me say this point. Just, I think, I just okay. want to mention, right, especially for the listeners, you can see that we've all shared different views. Two of us have been vaccinated, two of us haven't, right? And there's no anger, there's no, hey, when I get married or whatever, you guys are not going to be invited to my wedding. That's not the sort of dynamic of the conversation, right? I think the way we've all got to look at this, <laughs> <laughs> the way we've all got to look at this conversation is that it's a choice, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a choice and we all have to live with the risk in which we're taking, right? There's Do you a risk... Think yeah, do you ahead. think the choice to be vaccinated or not vaccinated speaks a lot about the individual? So, for example, let me just quickly say this. Um, Oli, you're now, you're, you've now learned that myself and Daniel have not taken a vaccination. Yeah. It'll be interesting to understand, not that you tell us, if you think about, if not your perception of us changes, but if you think about, if you, if you look at us differently in terms of how we make decisions. Yeah, that's all I'll say. You're, I'm not something, not something to answer. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, it's continue. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was talking to um, a friend of mine. Um, should I even expose? No, let me not expose the person. No, no, don't, don't. And I was like, uh, I could tell you someone that wouldn't get vaccinated. <laughs> 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 it's what I said. And it's funny you do obviously have that um, back, like preconceived, like okay, this person might be someone that listens a lot more to social media versus other stuff right 
Um, but no, you two, I, there's no judgment there. I just think at the end of the day, neither I'm going to say is right or wrong. At the end of the day is a choice. And both parties have to live with a choice. If you, if you don't get vaccinated, there's higher risk based on the data that you might catch COVID. Hopefully it's a mild one. And if you do get vaccinated, right, there's less chance that you might get the vaccination, but there's still a probability that maybe it was rushed. There might be certain side effects, right? So we both have to live with our risk and what we decide to undertake. And as long as it's calculated and informed, we can live with our decision. Yeah. Actually, the only thing I wanted to say in terms of what next, because I, I think it's a, it's a loaded question in the sense of there's so much you can say. The only thing I will say is I just hope, I just hope actually in the near future that um, families and people are able to connect I think this is this has done a this this is this has broken people down. This has separated families. This has kept people apart. And um, I'm not sure what's coming next in terms of what Daniel's talking about in terms of a lockdown and things of that nature. I just hope whatever is coming next, it just allows people to totally agree. spend more time with family, right? Um, in whatever capacity or form that is. And I think that will help us get through whatever else is on the horizon. Perfect. Cool. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it was informative. For our listeners that stay to the end, I would just like to put a disclaimer. We are no, we're not scientists. We like all of the, the views are just our own personal opinions. Hopefully you learn some things about us, have some things to go away, research, talk to people that are more informed experts, and then you can make your decision based on that, right? So thank you. Passing it over to Daniel. So thank you all for listening. Hope you're staying well, staying safe, testing negative, staying positive. <laughs> um, stay safe. God bless. See you next week for episode 92 of Take Flight Takeaways. Peace. Take off, take flight with you. Before we never fly, but